So three, two, one. Yeah. What's up? Dado. Hey Boma. Hey Boma. How are you? Good, good, good. Good to yeah. good to talk oh, wow. to you. Good to guys. Yeah. We're going Definitely. well, going well. Here in Florida. We're we're doing fine. You're doing fine. You're living in that, that, that beautiful warm weather in Florida. It's nice well, out there. Yeah, yeah, it's good place to training too. Good place to prepare players. That's we have fun. That's beautiful. Yeah, before guys, before we get started, I just want to say, you know, um, again, Sports Dev Series uh, is brought to you by Arroa Baobab Fruit Powder, one of the most nutritious substances on the planet. The Baobab Fruit Powder is packed with vitamin C, antioxidants. It's an natural electrolyte, and it's the most nutritious substance on the planet. Um, get your Baobab from arewabaobab.com. That's A R E W A B A O B A B.com. Thank you. So, Tado. Yeah, man, it's been a while, but I'm glad you are on and good to have you on. And I think, uh, you know, most people don't, some people may not know about Bfoot. Of course, I'm aware and I know of your work uh, globally, but uh, if you don't mind, you just go ahead and tell people you know about bfoot and um what bfoot does and uh how you contribute to development around the world well my story started like uh, millions and millions of young kids we dreamed to be a professional player i had an initial opportunity but didn't go too far play a little bit even that time we call professional but you didn't make too much money and it was not the right track and i ended up going to physical education, learning, because one of the biggest frustrations I could see at the time was I go every day to the same club with the same people and we never get information. We just got to kick the ball or do something. And we are in Brazil and won the World Cup. We are supposed to be, you know. That's why I decided to change a little bit. Uh, I love the game and uh, I went to physical education for three and a half years and during that time I became from player I was a physical trainer and player and until I become a physical trainer for this club in a middle-sized city in Brazil and uh, well from there I spent uh, I had the opportunity to after that I I decided to do a specialization at the time in soccer and I went to University of Sao Paulo and the time the head coach of the program was Claudio Coutinho this is back in in we were talking about uh, 84 long time ago uh, the time that he went he went to the world cup in before that actually and uh, that was a great experience and came an opportunity for uh, one student from this course to go to europe to take uh, the spanish league spaniard league uh, their national course and i had opportunity to go i was 19 going to 20 and that was an unbelievable experience to see how much you could transform the execution of the movements in something that you can help the players to understand what they have to do, use their intelligence. And it was the expo express that I could, uh, the situation there it was important. Two weeks, uh, I had the opportunity at the time, uh, Cruyff was just started to coach in, uh, in, in Barcelona. And he, and he was coming with uh, the 352, the ideas of the Dutch school, ball on the ground, double marking, double man, compactness. And it was great to be with the, these people in Spain, try to rebuild the program. Let's put a futsal in the, every school in the country must play futsal and see soccer as their national 
value. It was interesting. And when I get back to Brazil, I went back to this old club, and that's when I received opportunity to go to this professional club, São Paulo Football Club. And there I had opportunity to have like this uh, big laboratory. For four years, we, I could develop and work with a very high level of players. And uh, some of it then, Silas became the national player, I mean, the captain for the 1990. We have a very interesting project called the Time Menudos because of the singers. And the idea was develop the complete player, uh, prevention of injuries, make sure they have to go good nutrition, make sure they had uh, emotional support. That's something was mean. We're talking about uh, 40 years ago, but the, our biggest concern there was uh, sports psychology, that today is one of the big factors to, uh, to depress and no performance. Etc. Etc. During those four years was very positive experience, and uh, but I decided to change the directions. You go back to do more study, physiological. I had my center. I back to my town, and I ended up have opportunity to go back to the United States. I mean, come to the United States for the first time in '86 to study injuries, um, players that was having injuries of knee injuries, and a new technique was starting in Cincinnati. 1986 it was very interesting. From there. I ended up going to Boston University. There I had uh, three years when we went from, as a graduate student, they gave me opportunity to assist them. We had a, a good laboratory of implementation of this philosophy, I mean, Brazilian philosophy, but based in this methodology of developing the education of the players. In three years season, under Neil Roberts, uh, BU finished twice in Final Four, Division One. I. I mean, and we had there 17 countries, 24 players from 17 countries. How we could mix it then? The idea was this basic step, this basic understanding of this methodology. If from there, after finishing uh, the graduate school, I decided I would like to start uh, implementing some educational ideas. After all these years working higher level, maybe it would be a good idea to start to, from the basic, four, five, six, seven, eight years old. And, the country was just a boom. I ended up going to Iowa for uh, my paperwork and visas, etc. I had the opportunity to go there and start a program. We cut the cornfields and start to plant the grass. And uh, these four years, we could establish there uh, the 12-month planning. When you divide the four cycles of three months, when you have an individual lesson plan, whenever a coach has their uh, they become an educator. They can help the kids to understand the why, when, and how to execute technical that and become a very, very good, successful spot. From there, I decided to open an organization called Brusa. Under Brusa, the idea was BR, Brazil, USA, United States of America. The Americans, because we didn't have professional soccer anymore at the time, but now um, Dallas Cup was the big event. We we had the college, but we didn't have anymore the. Uh, this will come later. You now during the World Cup in '94, I know, but then that was happened, and it was interesting. Was um, how many young players was interesting to go to Brazil to have the experience to train in professional environment and come back and looking for opportunity maybe from U.S. to go to colleges or maybe opportunity somewhere else, or the vice versa. Brazilians would be interested to come here, get education through scholarship. And I did this for many, many years, and in doing this process, we developed so many human beings, great leaders, great people, and became very, 
very interesting process. And today, what you are doing, after that, I became Bifoot in 2005, when you become partner with this company called Traffic, one of the big names in, in sport market in the world. And the time was, let's build a, a, a complete professional development. They cre we created Bifoot, that I was a partner with them. My job was identify young players all over the world, bring to Miami, make them great players. He put it down to play for Miami FC. From Miami FC, we could export it to Australia. That was just starting their league. And Portugal, that uh, UEFA was getting, that was the original point. Let's develop players. Things went well for a year and a half, but um, traffic decided to go to different directions that uh, later, even they are the ones that got involved, have all that problem with the uh, 2010, 2014 World Cup. Uh, you know, illegal procedures anyway. But, yeah. you know, anyway, I went to my side, they went to their side, and I continued my, what you call, the educational process for years and years, moving around, working many clubs, going back to Brazil, we developed, write books, do our manuals, create our tactical softwares, you know, and promote the game. Going all over, I have been more than 45 countries. And like in Nigeria, that I have been there so many times because, I mean, three, four times, I'll say, because the relationship building with some people and with the federation, we never could go through in terms of implementation because so many factors. But, you know, uh, being in different countries, you learn about their social, cultural factors, the quality of the players, their intelligence. You see that everywhere you go, the results are similar. They comprehend they are better players. They comprehend they can do this more enjoyable. They comprehend they can become more unpredictable. But everything is a process. And this process started today when you are three years old. Let's go learn how your kids can run barefoot, do somersaults, jumping, be a kid, be a child. You know? And this goes until you sign a professional contract. But in this process, our major key is teach the parents to be their educators for their children. Because you have a big gap between, I am a player, I am a professional coach. A professional coach, coach says, I am a person that can develop you based on my experience, I can make you better. Educator, no, I'm going to teach you how you do, and then first you like to do, when to do, especially how to execute. How do you shooting a ball? How the different phases, they all, all these concepts, I have been studying, analyzed all over the world for more than 45 years. I mean, we're very excited that now we're putting together all these pieces with this uh, direction we take with the BFOOT Institute of Soccer. Now, our major goal is we want to be a supplementary education for players. You know, I need a, uh, you never hear in the United States and Canada in general to say today we're going to do a functional training. What's a functional <laughs> training? What's the function of the center midfield defensive? When you mark, when you cover, when you attack, when you defend, you know, oh, nobody never told me that. I'm supposed to go there and play as a system, but, but your system you have to, you know, what is a tactical scheme is how, okay, today, how the attack is going. We're going to use outside fullback, going to the end of the line, cross to the far post, you know, we're going to use inside, et cetera, et cetera. Now we're going to teach our players to how to do dead balls, to be effective in a long cross, to be effective in individual penetration, uh, learning how, you know, do what you call tactical combination. All those things can be in a very slow educational process to be 
uh, develop with the players. But our major key, like I said, is educating the parents that are going to have their children. That's why one of the things definitely is important for me to talk to you today is about uh, uh, this level three, this introduction level uh, where we bring this 44 years of experience and analyze so many people helping us with their suggestions about how we can make it uh, North America, a country where soccer can be seen as a, a fun activity. Uh, I enjoy the time, uh, becoming more social. After games, we don't go home and who cares? We go somewhere and we get together. Our kids are growing up, having true friends. And, you know, soccer is in more than 212 countries. And the, from ages 6 to 10, 60% of those children, boys or girls, the first sports organized activities going to be soccer. Look at the impact of the number of people you can touch it if you use the right sport. I mean, besides all the technical, tactical, emotional, or nutritional, whatever you want to talk about the athletes, more important is what kind of behind of lead we're putting behind this successful player. You know, and that's the key because one kid can change 10,000 lives if he does well. I mean, I think everybody has their social responsibility, especially in a world today that's so little unstable. I mean, you know, talk about environment, talk about the basic rules to I mean how you save, uh, be more economic in water. You don't need to buy six pairs of shoes. You don't need to have 16 cars. You know what I mean? You yeah. All those maps we have to do today. You cannot wait for tomorrow because uh, our generation, we got, we got something for sure. We still have a planet. Our next generation, we need to make sure that we... We continue this. Anyway, that's that's a little bit about what the foot is and what we do today. We have a center of training in Juno Beach. Juno Beach is an hour and a half, almost two hours south of Orlando. That has Orlando City. And we are an hour and uh, another 15 minutes north of uh, Inter Miami. That's in Fort Lauderdale. Those are the two professional clubs that normally we expose, we develop, we help players to have their opportunity. We are in America. I mean, you have to do that. Our kids, their dreams should be played for MLS teams and when they play for the national team. I mean, who cares what's going to happen at the end of this mission is, you know, play for the Olympics. But we needed to make sure that to make our league more effective and more uh, substantial to bring a message to our kids. Uh, anyway, back to uh, what we do. When you have uh, a beach, we have a hotel, we have our fields for training, we have a classroom, we have uh, our fitness center. I mean, we have separated different uh, facility units that we, we have our restaurant that provide all kinds of health meals or athlete meals. And you, have, and you are in a great environment that you can do this 12 months a year. And we are, I mean, Normally, we interact our development educational process for one week or two weeks for a month. Even the student can come here for a six months to a year, be a F1 <coughs> student and uh, leave, play with us and uh, try to, do, to have opportunity, you know, like we said, in college or be a professional player. Anyway, that's, uh, that's what we are today and, and very excited that you have a chance to share this with you. Educators. No, Dado, you know, thank you for coming on. I've I've known about your work for quite some time, and uh, 
I think you do phenomenal work. There are even people I know, coaches, uh, respect the coaches in Nigeria that I know who uh, who have said really good things about uh, about the work that BFoot does for development. Um, so absolutely, and I, I definitely encourage you to continue the work you're doing. I think it's it's really really good work. Yeah. Um, in, in what you were saying about about development, one question came to me: how how early do you start youngsters in uh, the technical development of, of football? Sometimes you see, like you mentioned, you know, I, I know I saw a study that said the United States has the highest amount of youth male and youth female players in the world. Um, but something happens along the line, right? If you have the highest number playing the game at a young age, but by the time you look at the numbers of top quality players that are produced and the countries that have the highest number of players exported in the world, I think Brazil and Argentina are number one and two, you know, U.S. is not ranked even in the top 10. Even Nigeria outranks USA. But you, in the initial stages, the USA has the highest number of youth players. Something went wrong in that process. Um, I don't know if you, want to, if you want to talk about that as well. Um, you brought a very important point. Um, you don't have to have an age to make your child to become an active person, no? Active child, I mean run to do what to call the seven human beings movement how you somersault how you run how you jump how you uh, uh, uh do it so the walking etc um because of the society the, especially these last two years with this problem with the covid um we became even more inactive child more inactive person I mean, we, we need a car to go across the street and what's happening is our basic body coordination to be a normal human being is being degenerated, being, has been changed. Our limits of changing direction, have a little level of agility or a little power to jump, etc., is tremendously uh, impending in, in situation where we need a review. That's why our educational program starts when they are two and a half to three years. They come barefoot. They come with their parents or a good person, and we teach them to how run forward, backwards, somersaults, uh, kick the ball a little bit. The only reason we're doing this is we are educating the parents to get their child, go home. You do exactly the same a couple of times a week and integrate, make this a social, a social activity. At the same time, you're making your child health. Doesn't matter if it's going to be a soccer player or not, health. And you use the little ball, like I said, to and the, but if you are going to do what to call the and following the USSF uh, recommendations, let's you talk about. I know we are in Canada, but let's use USSF as example. Uh, the the under five year. I mean, if you have a child that's uh, seventy eight years old, should play with the number three. Should play seven v seven. Seven v seven under ten is nine. No, no. Uh, they'll be playing five, six v six, sometimes five v five. We don't have uh, something organized yet. The more is for under ten, the under twelve, the seven v seven, the nine v nine. As nine when, players aside, seven players aside, five. Players exactly, aside. exactly, yeah. exactly. I mean, uh, the under five v four in three with a parent. That's what we are 
is uh, using our in our institute. I mean, we start to work with the children. They are under four. We have three children and an, and an adult person play together. They learn the, the triangle, they learn the diamond, how run outside, outside, but naturally they'll do that. You know, it's, it's, you are giving them the opportunity to learn more about themselves, you challenge themselves in the movement. And, and you have an adult back there, like a little center defensive guy, they go right to go left, it's fun. Anyway, four under six, we move them to um they go four before with a keeper plus but no no uh no adult and when they turn under six we start the futsal the little number uh, 200 futsal and now we start to do the five v five the futsal five under six go all the way until one we teach you three years of futsal that's our critical for what you are asking me technical and the technical tactical party naturally in play. Futsal is the key, the 5v5 with the keeper. You know, yeah, yeah. that's what to do. And let me ask you about that. You talked about uh, Johan Cruyff and, and the Barcelona system and when he was developing the, the uh, I guess, the ideology for football in Spain. Um, the 3-5-2. Yeah, the 3-5-2. Yeah, and you said that uh, the Spanish Federation made it mandatory for everyone to be playing uh, futsal across the country. Um, and I think in Brazil, it's the same thing. The futsal is very big, right? Futsal is the only sport we have from ages 5 to, to 10, 11 years old. In Brazil? In Brazil, 80% of the kids, boys and girls, will be playing futsal. That's the well, key. I Brazilians mean, are so technical. We don't yeah, have space. I, we don't have space to play. And you have everybody wants to play. And in, and in Spain, they do the same thing? They started to do it many, many years ago. To the so point that they even became a national champions now, yeah, a world champion, world champion. Yeah, yeah. So that explains why they get so very technical. They're good on the ball. The first touch is good. Um, well, one of the reasons. The second reason was every corner. Now, if you have a basketball uh, net, we have a futsal net under now. Every kid now go there and or using their hands or using their feet. That was a second point. But the third one, the critical was, let's organize a methodology. Let's create a system that it can be, everybody can share, learn from each other. And I was uh, happy to be observing the environment. And the way they did was a little different because when you are in Spain, it's a small country, no? And you have, well, of course you have Catalonia, Madrileños fight every morning. But uh, each one of them has consistency of uh, teaching and the country backup. And that's why the high quality, I mean, you see co uh, coaches from Spain are hired right now to many countries. This used to be uh, Britishes, used to be the Dutchess, used to be the Germans, used to be the Brazilians. Now, Spain has been in the market for many, many years. No? It's, it's the way they're doing. They're doing very well. They respect, they talk about it. It's something that we, we need to respect, you know? So, Tadu, the, uh, so the, you say the consistency of methodology. So they try to make sure all the coaches that are under the federation in the country understand the most basic level of knowledge that they need to apply in teaching the players so if you have a country you just can't have specific people say oh i'm a coach and i'm going to train players they have to go through a system to be educated on how they should coach and that way 
you know that all the coaches around the country are teaching players some way consistently correct i see i see yeah um but but you have to put in consideration two points on this on this description is the country uh, if you look at the the positive side for both days the country tried to give a minimum requirement for somebody to go there get the direction of your child that's a very important deal and you know and you have so many other factors that you need to be careful you know some adults sometimes get too excited but the other point is if you know that the the level of consistency or the way they're going to be teaching is positive you want to put your child there mm -hmm. but here comes the point here and remember when you asked me about the problem us is similar in canada we have unbelievable organized daycare um parents volunteer system unbelievable they'll do everything for their child when they are putting their hours together they're putting a very big organization with the kids with clubs with the thousand kids 1500 sometimes it's a six or seven bigger is the club the more name you have that should be the opposite I don't say they are doing wrong. Don't take me. It's just the way it should be structured. And the game lost a little bit. Uh, I don't say a little bit, a lot. In terms of the way, the methodology that was implemented at the time to make a decision, what direction go. We have our own methodology. Americans are smart. We need to put the ball on the ground, the diagonal pass, switch point of attack, minimize the touch, be unpredictable. We don't need the Dutch or Brazilians or Americans or I mean, English or nobody tell what to do to what to have to do in terms of education i'm not saying about system i'm talking about the way to teach mm -hmm. one second big problem we have we don't train against goal goalkeepers we train against cones our development the environment to teach a, a child has to be similar to close as possible to the gaming condition environment we are super super good in 4v4 plus four around very much the tiki-taka of barcelona now or we're very good at i mean we need to use everything that's positive but create something consistent a process a growing i mean i'm not going to teach a child at six years old the same curriculum i'll teach seven years old and eight years old some concepts are similar but you have to have a vertical integration on the concept a little more how do you do this having the levels of education each level provide a little understanding of sport management, sport medicine, sport nutrition, sport medicine, prevent injuries. 30% of our children, Canada and United States, from the ages 9 to 13, will be going through growing pain. How many kids are losing their way to play because they just never know about them about the importance to have a minimum elasticity in 10 group of muscles. You understand? It's yeah. basics. That, that's why we put this course together it's level three online for $60 to tell the parents your child is much better but just give it your child some uh, tools or some understand about what actually they should be on the field versus you be one side requires something and the other side the coach requires something else you know we lose we start with the hundred thousand kids when they are six to seven by the time they're under level to 12 drop to 30,000 by the time they go to uh, 13 to 14, they go to probably 10,000. When they start to drive by themselves, we get a 
this 100,000 probably become 2,000 because they can drive by themselves. From these 2,000, they have to work. They have girlfriends or boyfriends. They have to do something else. They are doing track. Da, da, da. And it's pretty expensive. What's happening is we are not getting quantity to develop the final quality. The other point that you have is the clubs, because they depend on the money, it's a big business. They hold the good players, mean everywhere in the world, you are, you are proud to your club, you produce a kid that's going to uh, a big club. Okay. Uh, and you, of course, you get the 5% developer helper for the club because you have been working for Here, the USSF, and now MLS, you know, has been takeover is the clubs must be get paid for the work they do. The way the clubs can start to decrease a little bit the monthly cost for the right. players. It's too expensive. It's a medium upper class soccer here. Plus the volunteer hours, plus this. My, uh, my point that I'm bringing this to you is the final one is if a club is doing well to his team is an under 15 player, but that kid is so talented that could go and make the Inter Miami, Orlando City. I'm talking about Florida because that's my environment. Yeah. More often, they don't do because the kid goes. They start to lose game because the kid left the team. Now they cannot win games so well. Now during the next tryout, probably they will lose some because they are not winning so many games. <laughs> and now they lose the money. And now the kid could have a chance. Never had a chance to go. And the, and the system needs to be a little different. The clubs needs to come back to the local club, say, look, thank you. Here we are. We did this, we did that. 5% is back to you. If the clubs start to see as a possible revenue, they can motivate the coach to work hard. And that's the way the world is. And, the, and, and do another thing is, in terms of development, is the clubs start to have some extra revenue to pay some costs versus parents cost all the time you know uh, at some point simple to fix it like in spain if you get a, a, a let's go you get a, a futsal goal put the ever court in the united states and canada we triple the number of kids playing we 10 times will be better players what cost it to any derby health instead of be doing drugs or play video games or get sick they are on the on the on the court kicking the ball what we have, what we are losing there. No, in other words, there are the five very simple um, attitudes that could really change a little bit the games in North America. Okay. No, it's a, it's a valid point. I think, you know, um, it's something I've seen. Uh, I've studied those two countries as well in their development, and I, you see the difference in the quality of players and the technical skills of the players that get to the highest level. Uh, speaking about Brazil, what are your thoughts about Brazilian football, com what it was compared to what it is today? You know, Brazil, you know, for me, I've always been a fan of Brazilian football. But you look at the players today, even the leagues, you know, you look at, you know, Flamingos, I remember back in the Vasco da Gama, you know, you look at the leagues and the football teams, they seem to have gone down. Not like before, the quality of players, you know. Um, what are your thoughts about that? Uh, being a Brazilian coach and, you know, you worked at the highest level there as well. What do you think about the level of development in, in, in Brazil today? 
we are going to a phase is a positive phase. We're going to plus. Uh, lead by, you know, every country is lead by their national federation. Went through some tough times three years ago, two years ago. Um, the new group that came, came with good intentions. And looks like that you are getting a better direction. Uh, we're very, uh, we are more organized in terms of championship. Even with this year, with the, a World Cup coming in November, uh, you are able to, you know, you have partnerships with sponsors, uh, calendars for cups. We have there the Brazil Cup. That's like a, a Lamar Hunt or something similar here in North America. I mean, it's like a like a, uh, the British Cup, where all the players from different ages play. That's one event they have to develop, develop during the year. They have the Brazilian Championship. You have the South American Cup. You have the South American Cup. You have the States Tournament. I mean, you play 64 to 70 games sometimes a year. Wow. Yes, I mean, it's a lot. Um, I mean, it's, it's trying to balance everything has been positive. I can say that. It's better today than two years ago. Better. Uh, people start to get back to the stadiums. We still have a little problem sometimes, you know, sometimes get, people get too excited. But it's more safe. It's a bad environment. The clubs are getting more organized, putting better stadiums. Uh, the teams are doing... We went through very tough times in terms of it, sometimes you have to lose to gain. Brazil Confederation didn't put it too much attention, develop it. Actually, people that could develop it, uh, get a better conscience, be more serious about the school back four or five years ago. Yeah. Pajera was the guy that always lead that. Let's make this, establish it there. But in Brazil, we have um, right now is the levels we are still thinking too much level cba the three top levels are professional we're not going back to the six three four five years old like here and start something else in other words the same uh, results are getting overload kids slow uh, no coordination i mean the process is similar yeah now what's going to happen in brazil is uh, and we have a good relationship. We're putting a good laboratory there with a club called Mirasol. Mirasol is uh, today is a top 10 uh, club in developed players for Europe market. It's doing an amazing job. Finishing the under 20, Sao Paulo State in second place, beating Palmeiras on the big clubs. I mean, they're doing very well. That's where is our laboratory. That's where we send international players to go through to their final step before we put it down in professional clubs. We talk about that. Yeah. But why we need to put it there? Let's back to Brazil. What Brazil has? So let's go back to the educational side. What Brazil has something unique is because of the futsal, because you know many options of entertainment to a low class that they are the ones that many times comes the great athletes because uh, the situation there, Brazil is still producing. But one great thing that's happened is Brazil finally started to invest money and look a little more at the young ages. Under five, under seven, under nine, under 11, under 13. They're creating models for, and that's going to be very positive. But back to Mirasol, 
we get a player from the United States. Let's say we just signed one kid there. His name is Gabriel. Gabriel yeah. played the last four games, won the four games, 12 <laughs> points. Is doing very well. But he was an American kid in Boca Raton. No chance to go anywhere. Now he has a Portuguese. Uh, but he is a European, American, and Brazilian passport. He can play or work in three different continents, environments. This means this is a player that has a huge opportunity to go everywhere. It that's what we're looking for. Good yeah. players don't have opportunity to go. Yeah, we don't want to damage. We're we're support 100% MLS. I think MLS is the success. I think uh, I hear that maybe they are coming with MLS, MLS, MLS amateur league where all yeah. the teams all over the country will be playing amateur, but they'll oh, they'll be great because it's hard for us to have the selection system. And the selection system is reducing 64 to 72 academies. Yeah. It's a lot of times the clubs are, pay, are losing money, 10, 15 million a year, sometimes more. I mean, it's hard for you to maintain the standard that is required and etc. But back to Brazil. Uh, United States is going to be unbelievable market for soccer. It starts on December 16, when the Qatar uh, World Cup ends. Everything comes to Mexico, US, and Canada. Unbelievable yeah. opportunity for us to make the game to grow, make our kids go back to work and learn, etc. Yeah. The idea we are having is we needed to produce a faster sinker, smarter players in America to understand. That's why they go to Mirasol. Normally, I bring three to four players a, a, some, a, a month. They spend the 30 days work with the first team. And during those 30 days, they can get an offer to become a professional player. I see. Or maybe not. But when they return here, what's happening in this environment? The mental speed. Here we have time to receive the ball, stop the ball, heads up, look for an option, find the option and deliver. Could take two to three seconds. In that environment, you have half second. This means if you don't learn to make a decision before you receive the ball and you know exactly what the decision you're going to make based on one of the six situations the score go. You are in trouble. When they go back here, when they come back here, what's happening? <clears throat> their mind, their competition level, their understanding of the game, their mental speed has been increasing level. They became a much more effective, better player. But we don't need to send to Brazil to create this environment. We can create in the United States. How? Getting our five, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine kicking the ball, passing the ball, shooting the ball against the dead, against somebody in the goal. We need the direction. Our kids need to learn how to score a goal. Know how to pass the ball. We're a passer. The goal is north to go east to west all the time. That's one of the big factors we have. I know I'm talking too much, Boma. No, 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 no. Listen, I, I just I, an Amer I love an American <laughs> with a grandson that's an American grandson. That's he's under two right now in preseason. <laughs> no, but look, I love it. I love it. You know, I can listen to you all day. I love it. I, I cause it, it's a it's a valid point. You know, I look at Brazilian football and I have to ask, you know, what's going on because they made so much. I mean, compared to where they were, I think good players still come out. But when you look at the, I guess it's the generations have changed too. The the players that come out are a little look, different. Look, um, you go to Rio de Janeiro, 
yeah. their big centers where the kids come to play. You are going to find their agents, mean scouting, looking for 11, 12 years old to give opportunity, a job for the parents. It go. I mean, you are not going to find a diamond every 10 kids. You're going to find a diamond every million. But they're wow. taking all the diamonds, all the diamonds. 14, I mean, 14. I mean, look how many players from Brazil are, show up from nowhere, somewhere. You understand? Because two reasons. We cannot maintain the financial advantage to go there. A lot of those players, they definitely need the money because they have been grown by a, a mom, probably the dad somewhere. But the mom that really is there working hard to give the son an uh, opportunity to become a player. And the second part that uh, we are normally, we, we see happen all the time is uh, we have agents uh, controlling their lives too soon. And in America and Canada, we have parents taking care of their kids. That's a difference. Uh, Many of the kids play good soccer here. The parents will do this because they love them, not because they expect to make money on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the money comes, it's always nice. You know, you go to a good <laughs> college there. I, mean, I have a good example. My son went to uh, Butler University. Yeah. It was going to cost me 140000 for four years' education. Ended up costing me 12000 That was a, a professional contract right there. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, that I we did. Mean. I mean, it's... Today has a college, has a good job, happy. He gave me a grandson. I mean, soccer through no professional, but through college, it made him a professional. Yeah, created an opportunity for oh, you. Yeah, you, uh, the you know the thing is, what's how would you describe the you know the system in Brazil? So you have um, if if, yeah. if 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 how do the players come up through an organized system? Is it academies, professional clubs? This is the, the, this is a good point. Let, let's put it the full system. Yeah, the full system works. Every city they have their soccer schools. They hire people. They have their fields, two, three fields. There they develop a hundred, two hundred kids. The yeah. best kid from there go to the professional team from the city. Could be first division, second division, third division because the kids live there. It's easier. When they get to the professional club, normally start under, they stop to work too much with the under 13s. One is under 13s cannot leave the club. It has to be under 14 and older. In Brazil, you can make a professional contract when they're 16, but they're only going for five years on 21, they're free agent. What the clubs do, they hold it then until 18, 19, the way they can get a, a first contract when they're older. But now you see this kid from Palmeiras, 15 years old. Yeah. He has a 60 million red on the table. Really? From who? From, from you're who? talking about Liverpool. Oh. You know what I mean? As, yeah. Uh, as, uh, Liverpool once rebuilt something there. And, well, the kid was the best kid around uh, nine, six teams. And the 2002 was the, 2001 was the oldest age. I mean, he impacted people. But my question to you here is, now he's leaving probably too soon. He never will be able to grow and play, compete. He have the experience to get a little more mature in development. But he has a lot of money, but he jumps some steps. If I am the club manager and I need money, 
definitely I have to do, I have to do. But when you're doing this, if you can replace, bring maybe 10, 12, 20 kids, similar conditions, I mean, now you create the perfect system. We used to do this in Sao Paulo. We had to go all over because we used to do discount. We didn't wait for too many people to bring kids to us. We used to go there. I mean, I used to go each two months once when we alternated. We go there, six, 600, 800 kids in, in two days. From there, we select them to a, a week. We gave them room board and they stay in the club. If the kids make it, they come and not leave the club. That was very effective because we have direct access to the players. Today, the kid is 13 years old. He's shooting the ball a little bit. He has 16 agents, you know, <laughs> and it cost a million dollars. The level of the game, it went so down, but the cost went so high. Something is not right here. Anyway, that's the only thing is happening. If in the FIFA organized this, when they said, you know, we don't do deal anymore. I remember I hear an agent tell me he was agent, uh, uh, this good player. I went somewhere, I think, for Barcelona anyway. He sold the 200% of the player. Wow. You know what I mean? Okay, I'll sell 20 here, 20 there, 30 there. And that's what FIFA said, you know. And so now on, it, this helps a lot to organize a little more uh, yeah. what's going on. But in Brazil, that's what we have. One big challenge we have in Brazil is all the parents. Parents sell their houses. They gather their money. They become their kids' old agent interfered in their lives and the kids give up by 16 is gone the father commit a suicide sometimes oh because gosh. all his life was on the kids performance wow. Wow. yeah imagine the level of pressure yeah yeah you have to yeah but sometimes you get a similar pressure up here you know really? for college yeah, in the u.s oh did you see this girl from stanford that she committed suicide pretty intelligent one of the best schools the best player in the world. In the really? Soccer player? Soccer player. Why? 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 Because the same happened with the girls from gymnastics during the Olympics. Well, it's I so high expectation yeah. that you can even think about. Uh, yeah. I feel sorry. It's too much. No, it's very sad when you think about it. Like, at, at, that, at that age, you know, they should be enjoying But what, what shocked me was, it's a, it's a collective sport. I mean, soccer, you have 11 players to blame on. Me... You get some, but somebody else did some. If yeah. for some reason she decided to go away, yeah, I was very sad. Very sad. Anyway, who yeah. knows? It, it's it's I I I've seen those sort of relationships with parents and their children, um, and it's really it's really trying to make it fun because if if the if the child feels like he or she is having fun playing the game, then they're gonna want to do it all the time. You know, if you make it, you know, if you make it. A chore, you yell at them, yeah, oh, you have to do this, oh, I'm gonna take this away. Um then they're going to want to do it, then they feel the pressure, then they you know it just takes away from and that's why we lost so many. Remember, I told you we started to hundred thousand, there are yeah, six yeah. seven, they ended up at less than two thousand, they are going to under nineteen. Yeah. As high expectations. And because you love your child, you want to make sure yeah. you, you do for your child maybe what you didn't have. That's very understandable. That's why if we start early ages to teach the parent to understand uh, what the game is about, what the child can be, I guarantee we're going to make it this unbelievable improvement in yeah. keeping more children in the game. And, of course, better quality.
you know. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And they play the game longer. They play it for fun, so they do it a lot more hours. Stay longer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree. It's, let's it's, play, it's, let's it's, play futsal on the parks. That, yeah, that's the yeah. Solution. No, the futsal piece is very interesting because, um, you know, futsal is fun. Um, and 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 if more people played, you're right. The ball never stops. There's never 20 stops. goals. Everybody's attacking the fans. Yeah. Basketball with the feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. I do. I do. How many um how many um guys train with Bfoot right now? In in the Villa professional lab, I have around the 12, uh, 11, 12. You cannot go more than 15. It's too yeah. much work. It's see their games, analyze what they need, have a conversation, make sure the parents, club, kid is happy. It's, it's something required. And I prefer to do myself. You know, I don't. Yeah. In, uh, I, I, I don't know if you want to. And uh, you have some international players that you currently deal with as uh, well. Those now. are the ones. Those are the ones. Okay, right okay. now I have... I have the captain for the Irish under 16, Dan is one of our players. Okay. Uh, we have right now two Amira Saul. We have so, another. So, wait, the Mirasol thing. Um, so, if you have a, a good young player, I think you explained this to me when we talked on, on, one time on the phone. The Mirasol, the player can go to Mirasol, compete, uh, get further development. And it also is, a, is an opportunity to get scouted, right? That's exactly the, the process. And when yeah. he's there, we, pro, we, we try to get everything we can in terms of footage. You yeah. know, he's playing, he's doing this, he's doing that. The way he can actually be in a very high level competing, but at the same time, that's me. That's the level I can play. Yeah. Do I feed your needs? You know, uh, that's the idea. It's not only provide the experience, but make sure people can see what they're doing too. Okay, that's it's a good opportunity. It's a good yes, and it works for under 15s, under 17s, under 20s. The maximum number of players because they work with the 23 players, 24 plus our international goes to 27, 28 players, and it's 18 going to the game. The yeah. player go there for 30 days to so be training full time, eating, sleeping, stay at the center of training. It's very nice center of training. You can see our website. Uh, what's, what city is it in again? It's Mirasol. Mirasol is three and a half, four hours away from São Paulo. São Paulo. And it closes to São José do Rio Preto. That's a 400,000 city. It's a very nice city. Yeah. Mirasol is a small town. What they decide to do? The city is the club. You know, everybody is 100% support, help the kids. It's something very nice. And the owner of the club, the people that own, they really care for the community. It's, it's nice. Yeah, so you, you get together, you fly into Sao Paulo and then... Uh, fly to Sao Paulo and fly to, to Mirasol, to, to Mirasol. San José do Rio Preto. The parents will pick, I mean, our staff will pick the player up. If the parent wants to come and see, stay a few days, we have a nice hotel. And see the day by day. The players are going to learn five things. Social, cultural. They're going to learn what's a professional environment, what's the day by day, the different people that part of the process. He's going to see kids that they, their life is there or make, or that's it. Second part to be the technical. They are going to be the men that's extremely high level technical. Okay. They need, that's why a lot of players, they come to me first before they go, because we need a 10 days, uh, a good preparation. Now come the tactical. You are going to play a much faster speed, 
It requires much faster decisions under high pressure. The level of competition is guaranteed, is listed triple, three times more uh, demand. And you're going to understand, oh, I got hurt. What's the process, how we treat you? Oh, I am not filling up. You're going to understand in a day by day, what's a professional club, what's a professional environment. Maybe the kid can say, oh, I'm a good player, but I decide I don't want to go to that kind of experience. I want to go college. No, no, yeah. I like it. I want to continue. Oh, it's so talent that it's steady. Now what the, the club it does, offer you opportunity to come. Yeah. What Mirasol has been doing this last year, me, Mirasol has been producing for the European market. He sold this past uh, 2021, $11 million plus, yeah. plus another 20. Mean it's $30 million business. The team is playing, uh, is going moving to second division national. The under 13, 15, under 20 are playing very well. In other words, you create what you call the channel of production. You get the youngers, make them more exper experienced, put it down to play a higher level. They get better, we hope, support, everything. Now we bring it down to, to compete for the professional level or the uh, Copa Sao Paulo, the under 20 national tournament. From there, oh, uh, boom, uh, Atlético Paranaense, Corinthians, Palmeiras. I mean, a lot of players are going to those clubs. From those clubs, that's the, the bridge to send it down to a better environment. But what's our very interesting here? Get the kid from Mirasol, you bring back to play professional with you. Remember, we talk about at MLS. MLS yeah. USL is going to need a lot of intelligent players. And I guarantee these kids are going to be and good people and good people. No, absolutely. Absolutely, man. Hey, we've come around uh, the hour mark. Definitely, you know, you and I, we, we need to talk. I'm going to um, invite you back because I could talk to you for more more hours. <laughs> we have, we have <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, that's good, good. But, you know, absolutely, Dado. Thank you for coming on. And um, uh, I look forward. Do you want to share your website? Um, I would like could, to. If somebody yeah. would like to go, it's uh, www. No? B-F-U-T, B as in boy, F as in Frank, U-T.net, bfood.net. We have a full program for the summer. If anybody from uh, Canada or anywhere interesting to come for a full week, we have indoors and we train on the beach. We don't train outdoors too much during the summer. It's kind of hot. But yeah. we guarantee a good functional training, a good tech development, physical, technical, really make the, the players really improve. That, that's something I recommend. Or, or tour. They can come as a club. Yeah. We love to go to to Canada to do our methodology. We can work from players from 5 to to 11 or 12 to 16. We do half-day camps. We do day camps. We want and, to share uh, ideas. And, and yeah, yeah, and, and the camps can be... Your camps are, can be done in any country. I know you, you're open to going to a lot of different countries. So Correct. Um, yeah, but definitely... Well, thank you so much, Tadeo. Good seeing you again. And God um, bless you. Very nice to meet you guys and the group. And... Bom, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, man. Thank you so right. much. Take care. God bless you guys.